Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I have a beautiful guest today. We've got Jen Marie Landig on with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to meet you. Yes, I'm super stoked. We got connected through a mutual friend, um, Michelle Harrison uh, McAllister, which I absolutely love her. She's been on the show before, and I love the story of how you guys met. If you can just share that, because I think that really shows like the personality of Michelle and just how cool it is to be able to just get out of your comfort zone and connect with somebody and like what that can create um, in your life. So can you just share the little story that you guys have on, on how you met? Yeah, sure. So I was going to my friend's art opening. Uh, that's Sarah Stiber. So shout out to Sarah. And just pulled in the parking lot and was going to the little kiosk to pay. And Michelle was paying for her parking right in front of me. And she turned around and said, oh my goodness, we need to be friends. And so we met in the parking lot and then hung out at the art opening. And then she said, you need to meet Rachel. So uh, thanks to Michelle and meeting her in a parking lot, I'm sitting here today. So love those serendipities of life. It's so cool. And that's so Michelle. She's so like, she just, she makes friends with everybody. She's so much fun to be around. And for those of you that are in the design coven, um, she's been on um, a panel before and then she also comes to like our design coven in-person gatherings so Michelle's always so fun and such a firecracker and a cheerleader and all the things 
And I have to add, because it's just really funny, she actually lifted up my pant leg to look at my shoe. <laughs> and so, of course she did. It just shows you her great personality. And luckily, I was, she likes my shoes. Wow. So was wearing good shoes that night. And then again, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I absolutely love it. Uh, so before we start, I'm going to light a candle just to kind of get us into our space, set the intention of connection and being present with you. Uh, as we talk about all things creativity and art, design, mindfulness, all those beautiful things. And I'm going to pull us a crystal card. So we're pulling from the Radiant Crystal deck from Bouchette Design. Let's see what we have. Woo! That one fell. Um, this will be a bonus. It's Rhodonite. Gratefulness, self-confidence, and support. Mm. And this is complete heart chakra affirmation i find confidence in myself when i listen to my heart and actually i don't know that i need to pull another one i i think this is like totally perfect i love that you're wearing red i've got a little bit of maroon here we've got some red and pinks going on even though this is heart chakra we're still wearing like these nice rooted grounding colors um love it that sounds good i'm not familiar with that deck but I've always heard that when someone's pulling tarot, for example, whatever card jumps out, yep. there's a, it's very meaningful. Yes, that one just will. <laughs> yeah, and he's pulling cards and something like falls out or jumps out. That's like basically the deck screaming at you. Hey, pay attention to this in particular. So yeah, for sure. So what, what's home for you? I always start by asking that real simple question that kind of leads us into the next thing. So it could be the physical home, the meaning of home, like all of those. Well, I feel like I don't have a simple answer to that question. It's actually a question I've been trying to answer for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, shortly after the pandemic hit, I just realized I needed to leave my marriage and leave what was then home at the time in San Francisco, leave wow. my apartment of many years. And I feel like I've been trying to answer the question of what is home ever since then. So a few years now. And it's really taken me on a long, interesting journey of just feeling like constantly in transition. I moved down from San Francisco with one and a half suitcases because I thought I might go back, but I've, I've never gone back. Oh my gosh. And most of my stuff is in storage. So I learned pretty quickly that home is not my things. Wow. And then the unconditioning, deconditioning, unraveling of the marriage and divorce, I learned, okay, my, my home is not in my relationship. And then I was trying to figure out, well, where do I want to live? Yeah. And I realized after living in LA and Arizona and Palm Springs and San Diego, um, that home was not a, a place, it was not a city. And as I was moving through all those cities, I had a job and I was working remotely. And then I made the decision about a year ago to leave my job. <laughs> and oh so God. then I realized oh. home is not my job. <laughs> so, Long story short, home is not a relationship. It's not a place. It's not my things. It's not my career. And I've really learned that home is in me. And home is intuition. And home is my tender heart and my dreams. And just rest and joy. And that's what I try 
to bring with me everywhere because I'm actually still in an, a very nomadic phase, um, mostly crashing with my family. And then I am in San Diego and LA almost every week God. for work and projects. And so it is what it is right now. I eventually would like to not live out of a suitcase, Yeah, but um, I accept it and I'm trying to find joy and a lot of learning and, and stay curious and keep answering that question, you know, what what wow. is home? Oh my gosh, that's so incredible. And yeah, what a journey you, you've had coming into <laughs> this last couple of years I think it and how you've shifted and changed and really morphed into who you are now. Um, how did you get into the, the world of art? Like how did that come to be and has it always been with you or is that a new thing or? I think it's always been with me. I actually think it starts with my grandmothers. Mm. Um, my mother's mother, my grandmother on my mother's side, she actually died before I was born. So I never met her, but all of my aunts say that I'm very much her and, and have a lot of her spirit in me. She was a costume designer for theater and she designed masks and she was a model and just apparently very, very creative. And then my grandfather remarried. And so that grandmother was the grandmother since I was born and she's from Mexico and yeah. she is a reader. And she introduced me to all this literature in English and in Spanish. She gave me my first book of poetry by Octavio Paz. And so she really encouraged my writing, which is one of my, um, one of my artistic disciplines. And oh, if I could tell a little funny story Excellent. about serendipity, since we started yeah. the podcast about <laughs> serendipity. Um, <laughs> in uh, what my, one of my careers, I lived in France and worked in France and I was preparing to move there. And I'm a Virgo, so I love lists. And so I was making my list of all the books I wanted to read when I was in France. And one of them was Ernest Hemingway's A Movable Feast. And it's all about cafe life and the artists in Paris. And wow. so I wrote it on my list. And then I went to go visit my aunt a few days later. And I opened the door and on the passenger seat was Ernest Hemingway's A Movable Feast, the book, just sitting there. Oh my gosh. I said, oh my gosh, are you reading this? And she said, oh no, no, grandma wanted you to have that. She thought you'd like to read it. What? And it just, yes. <laughs> and she didn't know about my list. You know, she knew I was moving to France, but she didn't know about my list. She didn't know I wrote that. But just, again, another beautiful example of a serendipity and a connection that I have with my grandmother that's really influenced me. And then I move on to my parents. My mom was a jazzercise teacher and some of my earliest memories are sitting and just watching the class. And my mom said I wouldn't, I was probably around two years old and I just wouldn't even move. I would just be mesmerized. And uh, just, I think that was one of my foundations for loving dance. And she's also a singer. She sang in the gospel choir and she's also an artist and a painter as well as my dad. He is a painter and a singer and a guitar player. And he did study photography. So I had all of these influences growing up. And when I was 18, my dad gave me his camera. So it's a film camera, a Nikon. Wow. And I, that came into my hands and that was it. You know, just the click and the advance of the shutter that you don't get with the digital cameras. And yeah. it, I thought, oh, this is so sexy. So, so then I started photography, but 
you can see a lot of dance, um, writing, art, photography, visual aesthetic in my background, but I uh, feel like I was actually conditioned in a very different way where I went into business school and had a career in international education and then um, social justice nonprofits and working in you know traditional office jobs. And that was really my career for decades, but I don't think the artistic background ever left and I was pursuing a lot of these interests. Sometimes I'd ignore them, sometimes they'd come in, you know, there's a season for everything. But you can't keep things stuffed down forever, they're going to explode. And so I got to a point where they just started coming up and coming up, I think a lot to do with all the transitions in my life. And I've decided that's one of the reasons I left my job, I said I need to be more integrated and authentic and true to my whole self and wow. really try to invest in these practices and build my own kind of portfolio business around them. And so long story to how I got into the art world and but I feel like it's probably gone back many generations and to bring me to where I am today. Yeah, I mean I feel like it's just in your lineage and you tapping into all of them and just like all these synchronicities and things happening just kind of re um you know gets you back on that path or just kind of re confirms like all these things that you've had this entire time and that's so neat that you're able to come back and now you're letting that sort of drive you into the next thing so can you share with us what you're doing right now or how you've integrated all of these things and into your current practice yeah well thank you for that and yeah so Mostly I'm doing a lot of commercial architecture photography. Um, I do art and art photography and I'm a writer. So I'm doing writing commissions. I'm a dancer and I've um, studied uh, mindfulness and done a, done a lot of mindfulness training. So I'm trying to integrate the movement with the mindfulness and leading workshops in that area. And um, speaking of that, uh, we have a workshop coming up for your wonderful members we do we and have I have an art show coming up in July yes so I would love to tap into the workshop that we're creating because for me with like the design coven and creating the membership it's really about integrating all these parts and pieces and supporting designers on a holistic realm um, you know I do that for my clients but I also wanted to hold that space for the designers so we've done things where We've done um, hip, a hypnosis breathwork class together. Um, we've studied human design, feng shui, um, just different practices and ways of reconnecting with our intuition or ourselves or our mental health or, and, and all of that. And when Michelle connected us, I was looking at your website and I saw that you do this mindful piece on top of all these other things that you're creating in the world. And I just thought that was so in alignment with how I approach design, how these new designers are coming in and creating spaces. Um, so can you give us a little teaser, a little glimpse as to what uh, the members are going to be experiencing in your workshop? Yeah, so I love that. I love that we we got connected and have that similar outlook. Um, so the workshop really starts to an inquiry and maybe, you know, it's actually open to all yeah, all people and all journeys. So maybe some people have already started this inquiry, but sometimes this is a brand new inquiry of looking at how do we look at these 
not so visible parts of ourselves, like our heart or our spirit and our emotions and our feelings through our body. So yeah. how do we process emotions? How do we heal? I mean, our bodies hold so much. They hold our, our, our entire life story. They hold a lot of trauma. Um, they hold these experiences. So how do we tap into that and strengthen the mind-body connection and do this processing, which not only heals us individually, it heals collectively because our our bodies are actually speaking to each other. And there's a lot of neuroscience behind that that I find fascinating, but the workshop won't really go into that. The workshop <laughs> will be more an introduction and um, I incorporate um, my mindfulness practices. So we'll do a body scan meditation, for example, and then we do a lot of gentle movement, again, tailored for every ability. And just, um, I hope it's a really safe, relaxing space and actually a space yeah. for whatever's present. So maybe you aren't feeling relaxed. Maybe you're coming to the workshop feeling really sad or feeling really stressed, but it's just a way to be with what's present and be aware and to start that inquiry and, and movement and, and seeing where it takes you. I see it as a very much a beginning of that type of journey. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. I can't wait. We haven't had a workshop like this yet so i feel like and and introducing them to different people that are doing different things that you know you have to offer and i think it's also really really neat to have someone like you that's doing all these different facets um to see how you're navigating your business having all these different parts and pieces and that being an example for these designers as well that you don't have to go in just one direction you can have all these parts um, that create you as a whole and that's you know what makes you unique and different and, and the whole thing i think all of these pieces are what make us whole and again it, just from my own life example if you suppress a lot of the pieces they're going to come out in some way and i i think it's important to embrace embrace it all and um and maybe it doesn't make sense as it from an outside observer but you can hopefully explain it and and demonstrate it and live it so it just feels like authentic and that's that's what we are meant to be doing at least in my opinion so yeah absolutely and I remember myself personally being torn between like these two worlds of spirituality and design and finally being able to integrate them. And I'm talking to more designers that are, you know, kind of in that struggle as well. Did you ever get that when you're kind of creating your business or have you always like integrated all these parts and pieces? Like what was that like for you to, to, to create a space to hold all that? Well, definitely I think prior to, to claiming the title as artist and trying to start this practice, I don't think I was trying to put all the pieces together. I kept them very separate. I felt like I showed up at my office job with a lot of these other pieces kind of held outside the door. Gotcha. And that, and I realized, you know, in my journey that I didn't want to live that way. And so about a year before the pandemic, I actually started working with this woman. Her name's Jackie Valle, and she's an art doula. And so oh she God. really helps people bring to life um, 
whatever their artistic pursuit is. Um, she's multidisciplinary and has an incredible background in art history and art um, critique and just understanding that world. And so she helped me birth my first article. And really? that was really the start. Yes, yes, uh, she's amazing. Uh, we should put her in the show notes if you have those. And so she helped me with that. And that I felt like was a, the start of, of the excavation, you know, of the kind of cracking of like these borders and walls I was trying to put up with all these parts of myself. And she's become a great collaborative partner and has helped me since then with with writing my artist statement and um, curating my upcoming show. And she's just a great thought partner to have. And I, I'm mentioning her so much because I think it's really helped with the integration and putting the puzzle pieces together. And when I was writing my artist statement, I really did have to look at this. Like, am I, am I only going to go for photography, for example, or just, or try to be in a niche or try to, cause I also, you know, I do architecture photography, but yeah. I'll talk later more about my show, which is self-portraits. So I do a lot of different type of photography. So even there, I'm not in one defined box. And so working with Jackie and really exploring what are, what are my tools? What are my modalities? What is my purpose? I realized these all actually fit together because I see I'm a very visual learner and a visual person. So that's, I think, where a lot of my photography comes into play. But I love words and I actually see words, you know, in terms yeah. of how I remember things. I see the full words written out. And when I'm writing, I'm actually then seeing pictures. So it's this really beautiful reciprocal relationship. And I love writing my articles and then photographing for them. And I see the relationship oh there. Oh, cool. And I think one of my tools is is my face and my body. And so then that brings in my dance background and how am I going to tell my story and so to me again they all make sense together um, but definitely I relate to your members if maybe you when you were trying to synthesize the spirituality and the design when people well-meaning you know well-meaning advice but oh you should keep these really separate and but you know you have to do what's true what, what your heart says like the card you pulled at the beginning of this so yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's so true. It's like just tapping in and, you know, I hear from so many other designers that are like, you know, that will secretly tell me like, oh, I read cards or, oh, I do this or I'm, you know, this or that or I practice this and, you know, I'm really into my intuition and blah, 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 blah. But there's no way that I would ever share that, you know, with the public or with my clients or whatever, you know, but they're like, but I'm so glad that you are because, you know, I feel connected and, and I see that you can do it. But um but yeah, and I think part of that too is you might just come to a space where you're feeling like, okay, like I just need to get back in touch with my authenticity, with your heart, like what you were saying, and fully be like, this is who I am. Like this is all the parts and pieces. And and not that everyone has to do that, but when you can put yourself completely out there and just be like, screw it. Like this is what you're getting. Um, yeah. It's incredibly empowering. I've always been super shy, very quiet, you know, growing up, it was like, you don't talk, you don't, you're not seen. And so being able to come out like that is, is hard. Um, and you're, yeah, you're letting yourself out there, but I've never had anyone fully like attack me or, 
you know, they might not totally agree with everything that I'm doing or they find it curious, but you know, but that's just like, yeah. yeah, okay, that's Rachel. Like, you know, so I think that's so cool that you've been also been able to live in this way and let everything else kind of fall to the wayside. And that's incredible. Well, and I resonate with what you're saying because it's very vulnerable. And when you're putting your whole self out there and it is very scary. And one of my friends said, if, if you're not terrified, you're not doing it right. So I just thought, okay, well, I'm doing it right. <laughs> so, um, and I, I realized, like you said, it's empowering and it's also just incredibly freeing. I have felt more space in my life and I'd rather feel feel emotions and feel this the fear and the vulnerability and maybe anxiety I'd rather feel that than feel numb and so I've decided I call it full spectrum living just embrace this full spectrum because if we're feeling those more difficult emotions it also means we're feeling the joy and the excitement and the happiness at such a higher degree as well so there that that's my soapbox for for coming out and just being there with your full heart yeah love the full spectrum i think that's such a great way to look at it it's like otherwise you're like you said you're compartmentalizing everything and then it's like you know just and and one of my core values is freedom so it's like if i mm-hmm. if i'm not living that you know then i'm gonna feel very suffocated and yeah and stifled and it's like all right um, a full spectrum. I and I'm just envisioning like just all the colors and, and yeah. every piece of it. So rad. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to see your work in person and to connect with you at your show. Can you share with us that in the shows in San Diego? Yes, the shows in San Diego. It's in East Village. Perfect. And it's um, my first show. So oh my gosh, really excited. And it's a exhibit of my self-portraits and another little funny story the woman who is hosting it she is actually an architect and she has this art um, organization as another organization she runs so when she first asked me I thought she wanted to exhibit my my architecture photography and then she said oh no 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 I want your self-portrait so that (laughs) so another you know just funny moment of like shaking the apple tree and you know lemons fall out or maybe oranges something sweeter I don't know and so I was a little trepidatious because I thought oh myself like me up on those walls but I just said yes and um very excited so it's going to be uh all about the journey you know and just the different moments in life and how we again, process those moments and process the emotions with them. And there's uh, my own self-portraits of myself. And then I'm on a continual project where I'm doing double portraits with me and one other person. And so there'll be some of those hanging. And then what I'm really excited about as well is for the very first time, I'm doing a video installation. So we're almost done with that. We've been filming, editing, and that's going to be projected and premiered for the first time at the show. And we're going to have live music accompanying it. We have a percussionist who'll be playing. So I think it's just going to be a really fun event. And oh, and then I have to give an artist talk as well. So um, 
that will be my first time doing that, but I'm also looking forward to it. Um, and I, yeah, so I just think it'll be a great night of art, entertainment. There'll be wine, snacks, uh, community. I really hope people will come and just with the mindset of meeting people and, and enjoying the night. Absolutely. Who's the architect? Uh, her name's Lori Fisher, and her organization is called the Col uh, Collateral Collective, and it's okay. COCO for short. So Collateral Collective, COCO, is the organization that's hosting me. Amazing. And it's at the Lori Fisher studio. Okay. And the name of the exhibit is called Trust in My Frame. Mm. Beautiful. And then how long is the um, exhibit on for? So it'll be up for about six weeks. Okay. Um, the event I'm describing is only one night. It's July 15th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. And that will be the one night to have all the fun. And then anytime uh, someone would like to stop by to see the work after that, it's by appointment only. So it's a really a one night thing, but it will be hanging um, for several weeks if someone would like to come see it. And I'm also going to do, I don't have the date of this yet, but I'm going okay. to do a virtual premiere of the video installation oh, nice. for folks who can't be in person. Um, and that will be a, a, an online event and we'll have some fun promotions around that too. And so that's the next thing I'm working on. Very cool. So you'll have to keep us posted on that and we'll definitely share the virtual one too, because we've got a ton of designers that are not in San Diego that I'm sure would love to view that and be part of it. Um, do you work a lot with designers and bringing in photography and your art into spaces that they're designing? I actually, I would love that. I actually have not. Um, I've worked a, a lot with architects yeah. and doing more of the architecture photography, but in terms of photographing interior designed spaces, I haven't, although I would love it. So if any of your members want to connect with me, okay. I'd, I'd be thrilled. Um, I do have a series I'm working on called Studio Studies, where I do interiors of people in their creative environments. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And I've worked with um, graphic designers, um, audio engineers, uh, art galleries. It, it's been very uh, diverse. Um, so I think it would be really neat to get an interior design perspective for that series um, and beyond. So definitely open to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll connect on that. And then um, the other aspect is having your photography actually in the space. So like having something that you photograph in a living, like in someone's living room, like specking your work um, as art in a design project. Have you um, worked with any designers to curate some of that or architects maybe? No, I haven't. I, I, I've sold my art. I've sold my okay. photographs. Um, and that's been on a very reactive basis. Someone will reach out and say, you know, they'll see it on Instagram or my website and say, I love this. I want to buy this for my home. And so I've done that. But in a very intentional, commissioned way, which I think you're describing, I have not. But again, very put open to there. that. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's put it out there. Let's put it all out there. I'm a very emerging artist, Rachel, so. <laughs> well, I, want, I mean, your work is so beautiful. I can just see it in people's living rooms or like in their spaces and to be able to connect with it on a daily basis, I think is so incredible and beautiful. And to have you as a resource for these designers 
to have original art, you know, for their clients, I think is also, you know, just a really neat way to integrate our community, local artists, like bridging all of that together, I think is, is so neat. Yeah, I, I would love that. And I appreciate you putting that out there. And I think that's one of the, been, has been one of the best things about this journey is I set out with some goals and dreams and then things come up that I could never have imagined. And it's so exciting. And, you know, I would never have thought, oh, I want to be on a podcast. But then, you know, this came up and this has been so fun. And I love connecting connecting with you and with your oh. uh, viewers. So, yeah, let's put it out there. I'm open. I'm saying yes. So. Yay. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I'm super excited. So the 15th, I'll definitely be there. Um, we'll bring the membership. Everyone's invited. Um, I'm going to share it on Art Scene. Art Scene, I haven't really spoken too much about it on the podcast, but Art Scene San Diego is another sort of platform that I've been creating um, on Instagram right now, just as a resource for people in San Diego to go to find out when a gallery opening is, what's going on in San Diego. There's no like real central place. You kind of have to go on everyone's Instagram. So you have to be connected to all the galleries or all the museums yeah. and know who's doing what, when. Um, so I'm just trying to create a central place for people to go, find out what's going on this month, this week. Um, and then also to share, you know, these designer, or these artists that are in our backyard um, as a resource to connect with, to add to your living spaces, um, to add as a resource as a designer. Yeah, that's a great resource. I love it. Thank you for creating that. Of course. Yeah. So we'll share it there too. So we'll just be drumming up all the people to come out and support and check out all the things that you've got going on. Cause it's incredible. When you guys have a moment, definitely um, pop on Jen uh, Marie's Instagram or the website to check a look uh, all of the art. It's, it's really, really beautiful. And I think you can definitely see it in um, the spaces that we're creating. So so what else? Um, you've got your art show. You've got the video coming out. Is there anything else that we need to know before we um, pop off of here? Uh, I think I think those are the two, those are the two big things. I do have just things I'm working on. I'm working on my next article, which is about light huh? and not only you know physical light, but also light as a verb and all the different manifestations of light, like being gaslit, for example, um, looking at what is it, what's the light like in a hospital room, all the way to like, what's the light like when it follows a sundial. And so just a lot of wow. contemplations on light. And so that's going to be coming out hopefully this year. And then I'm just working on more uh, mindfulness workshops. And so hopefully we'll be able to offer a series of those um, and yeah, I'll stop there. I always have so <laughs> I love many it. things that I'm excited to work on, but <laughs> I feel like interest of time. I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's like, I have this and I have this and I have this. And people are like, well, what is happening? Like, okay. <laughs> but that's part of our creative <laughs> nature is we just, we love to create. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm inspired by so many things and I imagine you are as well. So, well, you'll have to keep us posted, keep us updated so that we can continue to share and, and let people know all the things that you're doing. It's really fun to be able to follow somebody that 
you know, is always creating and in so many different mediums too. It's like, it's just inspiring. And I think again, that just inspires other people to like say it. it's okay to like do all these different things and to have all these different assets about you. Um, Cause we're not one dimensional for sure. Before we leave, is there any um, practice that you're doing right now to keep you grounded, to keep you mindful or that you're enjoying at the moment? Oh, that's, I feel like I have so many stories. That is another long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, just because I've been training and studying for so long, I, I feel like I'm really grateful. I have a, a beautiful toolbox. Mm. And when I meet people who say, oh, I, I can't meditate or I don't know how to meditate. I just say, you just haven't met the right method yet because there, yeah. I feel like there's something for everyone. So I, I have lots because it just depends on my mood. But what I'll mention now is the thing that's been helping me the most recently is um i want to make sure i get the acronym right non sleep deep rest nsdr have you heard of this no that's amazing okay okay it's nsdr um and it's a way to meditate and i recommend you you go on insight timer or find something on youtube but it's really specific to helping you feel rested and energized and it could be anywhere from five minutes to an hour and it's just another type of meditation that lately has been really helping me and especially when those nights if you have insomnia or you're not sleeping well and then you just uh, pop on an NSDR it's it's like you got a full night's sleep it's amazing and I I am not exaggerating. It's life-changing. It's really helped. So that's when I've been, once I discovered that pretty pretty recently, I've been using that a lot to feel grounded and rested and energized because those things are so critical to our daily yeah. functioning. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll, we'll put that in the show notes too so that we can explore that because that's really, really neat. And yeah, and, and you just talking about these different modalities, that's why I asked because... Um, sometimes yeah. when, you know, people are like what you were just saying with the whole meditation thing, I'm like, well, that's not for everyone. There's so many different avenues of getting grounded and being mindful. So I love to know what other people are doing because I feel like that gives us, again, perspective of like, oh, I can check that out. And, you know, I could be different from what I think is right or how you're supposed to, you know, meditate or be grounded or whatever the thing is. So. Absolutely. I, yeah, I love your question. It's in that same spirit of what I think about all the different ways to be grounded and to meditate yeah. and to just have a contemplative practice or a, a moment to be still. You know, a lot happens when we're still. You know, you get inspiration, ideas, insights. So, absolutely. Big part of my day. Yeah. And I also love that you mentioned it depends on your mood. So, it's like, also giving permission that you don't have to do the same thing all the time. Like, you know, we're creative people. We need change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I know this is debatable because a lot of uh, scientists and mindfulness teachers will say you need to meditate at the same time every day, but I don't always do that either. You know, if, 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 you know, so I think you just have to find what works for you. And I'd, rather someone meditate at a different time every day than never meditate at all so yes yeah (laughs) i I think yeah following that i think if you're like one of those earth signs that like maybe you have a lot of earth in your chart and you're just you have to have the routine and the thing to feel like you're making progress 
I mean, to be able to compare and contrast, like, you know, from one day to the next. But for me, I have no earth. I'm all air. And it's just like, I'm just going in the wind. And it's like, wherever, you know, I get blown, that's where <laughs> I feel like I land and then I, I move on again. So, so, very cool. Love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, um, Jen Marie. I appreciate your time and just sharing your process and all the things in your journey with, with all of us. And we'll definitely be following you, connecting with you. And can't wait for the workshop. Can't wait for the in-person art opening. It's going to be really fantastic. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Um, such a great experience for my first podcast. So <laughs> hopefully there'll be many more. <laughs> Of course. I mean, you're like a natural. So I could see you going on and just talking to all kinds of people and sharing different parts of your story. I mean, it's like no matter what, you know, there's so much to be discovered. And even just like connecting with you has inspired me to like, you know, get out and, and do something different or just to be curious about you know, the world. Thank you. That's, that's really touching to hear that. And, and thank you again for this opportunity. And I can't wait to meet you in person and meet um, some of the people in your organization at the workshop. So thanks again. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry and Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.